And we're joined on the line now by a market analyst, Clive Ntozabandu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Not some of the morning to you, Sakina. Uh, you know, between me and CR7, you know that there is similarities, right? <laughs> what are those similarities? <laughs> it's like Ramatibela 7, you know, and then there's CR7. Ah! I'll give you that. I'll give you the initials. Clive Ramatibela and Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Now, let's see what the markets are doing. Asian stocks, Clive. Now, they've risen with U.S. equity index futures as reports are showing a stabilization in China's manufacturing activity. And that's boosted demand for riskier assets, it seems. Well, this time around, Sakina, they came out with the right numbers. (laughs) So these numbers we can actually trust. And so the Chinese did a very good job here with this PMI number. By the way, obviously we know that they come, they're supported mainly by the HSBC uh, Bose, uh, uh, report system. So that's why everybody believes that these are the correct numbers. Asian stocks did rise at the back of that. Uh, equity gauge in Australia and Japan also followed the bounce back. So we saw those as well going into the, po- uh, the positive. Despite the fact that a lot of commentators actually thought that they might not be great. They thought they will stay at five point, at 4.7, which is what was predicted before. But it has been a, a, a really pleasant surprise to see because uh, it shows that there's a bit of stability in those particular numbers. Something that maybe we should look at as well, Sakina, which is always uh, interesting because obviously this is the beginning of the uh, uh, fourth and final quarter of the year. If you go back, if you look at the previous quarter that we just came out of, uh, which finished yesterday... If you look at what we call the VIX, which is the Volatility Index, uh, which concentrates specifically on the uh, equity space and how that has moved uh, uh, over the last three months. So, Kira, it is quite staggering. I mean, it's moved by nearly 34% on an average. If you look at the median as well, at 543 the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index, which we use as an average for emerging markets within that particular space, and within the Asian markets, has also been very, very volatile. I was looking at this index, and if you look at just before the end of July, up up until the beginning, uh, towards the beginning of September, you had a little surge of close to 45.3%. Now, anybody who's an economist will tell you that that is not normal. <laughs> So it just tells you how volatile the markets have been in recent months. And it just goes back to tell you that if you're going to be playing in the hardball game, which is equity, you're going to feel those particular highs. It's like riding a roller coaster. Uh, I don't know which one is your favorite. This one is the Colory City. Anaconda. That's one. <laughs> well, I prefer the slower rides. But <laughs> Walmart, Clive, I see Walmart yeah. uh, said to plan hundreds of job cuts at their headquarters. Yeah, you see, um, they've not been doing well. Walmart stores, uh, they're planning about job, those kind of job cuts uh, involves hundreds of workers. Uh, so, Kina, I'm just hoping that it doesn't trickle through to uh, the, 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 the operations here in South Africa because we can't have more jobs being cut. Uh, the movie is part of the uh, CEO's, uh, you know, Doug McGillan's efforts to reduce costs uh, for the retailer while boosting investments in other areas as well. It includes higher wages for uh, store workers, and the company about, uh, has about 19,000 employees in its headquarters in Bentonville and in uh, Kansas. So we are hoping that this doesn't trickle through, but it is happening. Uh, it's what companies do to when they try to restructure and reform and cut down on costs. The first thing 
that they look at. I don't know why, though. We, we need to study this um, in actual fact and see why is it that companies, when they do restructuring or when they try to do cost-cutting, the first thing that comes to mind is your employees because I would have thought that your employees are actually the biggest asset to your business. So why is it that they become the first casualties when it comes to restructuring? Very serious question that we need to be asking.